my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It it really is. What's up? I'm Laura Currency. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back to Adlandia. We're coming off of a 24-hour trip in Las Vegas. We got to speak at the DMA and then conference thanks to our friends at Action IQ. Thank you, Tasso and team. To talk about data as a catalyst for creativity. And it was a great discussion with one of our favorites, Nick Drake, who is going to join us on the show. Instead of speaking like, you know, the 
kind of PR talking points that we hear so much. He's one of those leaders who is amazingly natural, really quick-witted, but like so direct. He is the uncarrier of marketers. He's the uncarrier of marketers. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And now now it feels like it's three weeks later, but it's the same week. And we're back in the studio and we have actually one of your one of your clients who you've been raving about forever, Kimri Blackwelder from Colhan. Yeah, I think where PR and comms are going in the industry is not having PR be this sort of afterthought output to go and break news about this first to market or most innovative thing you're doing, but to really think about the lens in which comms brings to development of assets, to thinking about what partners you're working with, how they might engage them to sort of amplify that idea. So I think it'd be really interesting to get her perspective. Yeah, I think what's really interesting is we we talked to Kim Marie that I, that I'm particularly like focused on right now is advertising has been desperately trying to move into a na- more natural place where it feels like earned communications. Communication, right? right? And so at the end of the day, you know, I always question myself, like, are we organized in our kind of uh, under our CMOs, typically at large organizations that have PR and, you know, PR comms and marketing in the right way? Because it's still like this kind of interesting process in terms of PR does this piece and marketing does this piece. And it's still like we're kind of still stuck backwards. We'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come along with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and, of course, drama. I'll be joined by some very special guests that'll be helping me break it all down. From award season nightmares to fashion week insanity, you'll get the real stories behind some of the most iconic moments in the show. The Rachel Zoe Project definitely changed my life and career in so many ways. The show definitely captured some of the most amazing moments, but also some of the absolute worst. I made the show for all the fashion lovers out there, and I'm so happy that people still watch it and love it so much. So do not miss this special takeover on Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Not believe I just said that. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. 
So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come along with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and, of course, drama. I'll be joined by some very special guests that'll be helping me break it all down. From award season nightmares to fashion week insanity, you'll get the real stories behind some of the most iconic moments in the show. The Rachel Zoe Project definitely changed my life and career in so many ways. The show definitely captured some of the most amazing moments, but also some of the absolute worst. I made the show for all the fashion lovers out there, and I'm so happy that people still watch it and love it so much. So do not miss this special takeover on Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Not believe I just said that. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So we have one of our favorite, most energetic hustlers in the industry, Kimri Blackwelder, joining us all the way from California on her vacation. Welcome to the show, Kimri. Kimri. Hi. Thank you. I am so excited to be on Adlandia. Well, we're so it's excited. My favorite to have... podcast. Yay. <laughs> so we're so happy to have you. So Kimri, tell our listeners where you work and what you do. I am the Senior Director of Global PR and Social at a wonderful brand called Kohan. Which we love and we yes. wear very frequently. Frequently. Yes. Kimri, thank you so much for calling in. Would love to talk about, at large, the world of communications and PR. Obviously, there have been so many factors and influences that have shaped and evolved your industry but would love before we get into that for you to talk about your background the industry as you know is and especially with pr has changed dra- drastically i moved to new york right after college and joined a very um, traditional agency um, in their executive training program, I was invited to be a part of that. And that um, agency, Reuter Finn, which is still in existence, based out of uh, New York, we went into a class. We had an executive training class. And when I say literally we were in the building on 2nd Avenue and 57th, down in the basement, <laughs> this was like PR 101 dropped, in, dropped down in the basement. And, you know, we were just typing, making content calendars, media lists. I mean, every traditional PR document. And that's all we did for multiple accounts. They just kept us down the basement. And it was it was really crazy to look back on it. And then, you know, fast forward to that was very traditional, obviously, commercial PR. And then um, I evolved into actually fashion PR and um, at a at a time when it was so traditional, you know, you were go it was it was runway shows and press previews that was just for media and buyers. You do not have the street style bloggers and those digital influencers. You know that was no, nowhere on the scene. Um, and then I evolved to a very interesting role with a very dynamic woman. Um, 
name by the name of Amy Sacco, who was looking for a right hand that had experience in PR marketing events. She was known as Queen of the Night, and she had very exclusive spaces such as Bungalow 8, and we worked really uh, closely with the fashion industry, publishing all the ma- all the magazines, the art world. Um, it was it was really uh, the entertainment world. Obviously, celebrity was a huge part of that. I evolved. I worked at a magazine. I eventually landed at Cole Haan, and they were looking for someone that had media experience, celebrity events. And so I have watched the PR industry just evolved or and been part of it. And I will honestly say I love where, where, where we are today is just really interesting because there is, like I say, never a dull moment and you have to be on your game. It used to be a puzzle that was just like, put the pieces together and this is how you do it. It is yeah. not like that. There's almost no rules, you know? The only rule you have to follow in this world of PR and comps is give the media the facts, right? That's our responsibility. We have to give them the correct information. How we get that information to them, the sky's the limit. It's- I mean, what does that look like? What I want to know the what change? the craziest you know? thing is that you've done to pitch. Well, I want to get crazier. I don't think I've done my craziest thing Hell yet. Yeah. This is this is like the thing. This like I love that. gives me just like it, this is what gets me out of bed in the morning. I want to crack this this thing of the of the modern day PR pitch because I am the first one that wants to kill the traditional press release and the all the typical jargon in it. Everyone is thrilled to launch something. Everyone is excited, and it just it's. You could read one from, you know, a brand and then read one from a tech company and then read one from a pharma. They're all saying that it's no, that's so that's the biggest thing is figuring out how to pitch this media. And now that the media landscape is so drastically changed is how do you stand out? Right. How do you stand out? These editors, a lot of are getting especially the digital editors are getting 150 minimum pitches in their inbox a day. Yeah. And. Um, and if you're a brand um, that maybe does not have a, t- a huge advertising budget, it's hard. The struggle is real. And um, <laughs> you got to figure it out. I want to figure out like a short video spot that's just the pitch, you know, to do a really cool 15 second. Do it so that these these editors that are inundated, they can be they can ha- they can listen to it. They don't even have to watch it. So I think it's a figuring out. Video audio of a short pitch. I was just talking to the PR Newswire for one of my clients. Oh my clients. gosh! And yes. and like I, this is this is what kind of killed me. I was like, yes, we have to just do it because we have to like you know keep the subscription because oh it's like gosh, table stakes. Yes. But at the end of the day, I'm why am I getting text based long form? press releases anymore and by the way this is for a technology company i'm like why are we doing this why is this this is why is your press as innovative as your product what's our what's our new benchmark for 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 the press release like what's our new thing exactly that's what I that's what I'm trying to solve for because the PR newswire, I mean, I use them. Everybody just, does. It, everybody does. And it, but it's it doesn't, if you look at the analytics and the reports, it's not driving. It's not building a brand and you're not getting quality coverage from them. 
No. And it's yeah. it's so it's so yesterday and but everybody still does it because I think they've made it so easy. You just kind of here you go, here are your assets, here's the copy, you know. Right. Um but it's not what is moving the needle. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's they we've got to we've got to figure that out in the industry what it is and I'm it's like literally number one on my list of, tr- of testing and learning and trying new things. How have you thought about how you might bring in press, not when the project is necessarily finished, um, but from the beginning so that people may have that sort of exclusive look as opposed to an exclusive break? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it's, it's another, other than killing that press release, it's the second, it's the second most important thing to be at the beginning, you know, be there through the process, even the ideation. Like when you think about who are going to be your partners, you know, uh, your media partners, be part of that that first kickoff conversation, be at the table because you are able to capture, not only are you able to capture the journey, whether it's video, film, because people want a story, right? And they want to see how something's created. They just don't want to see it. Here, here's your product or your service on launch day, right? right? They, it's much more interesting. They feel like they're part of that journey and everyone talk about like the behind the scenes, um, content media loved that. They were like, do you have any behind the scenes video? Do you have any behind the scenes stills or bring them behind the scenes or you bring them behind the scenes. And I have done that. And I'm going to tell you when I launched a campaign a couple of years ago, I brought in three different media outlets and the coverage for that campaign was, and it's still talked about today. It's because we brought them in to set and had conversations that day. You know, they got to be part of it. Um, and you know, some, some people get very skittish about that. Oh, I don't, we're showing too much, but we're in the age of digital. Everyone shows everything. So when you sit down with these partners from the, from the get go and create these, these very brilliant campaigns and, is document it so you have it. When you go to launch, it's just a better story. They're inundated with stories, and only yours will stand out if you have really layers to it. Well, and it's interesting, too, because it feels like earned value is a metric these days that is just as important as what you expect based on the guarantees of what you're buying, right? And so to me, by not having PR or comms at the table from the beginning, you're sort of diluting the impact of whatever it is that you're creating, knowing that everybody's like, what's our viral moment? And people are still asking that question. How do you create right. something that's going to turn my eyes? She did. How, but, but people are asking this. But what they're asking is, how do I generate earned value? So in the market, I think, you know, for every dollar that right. I'm putting in, what am I what, getting now? Right. What is going to be that incremental return? So yeah. oftentimes that really requires PR and comms to be at the table from the beginning. Absolutely. Right. You take a media investment. So you have that investment, but you you want it to always have legs. And that is the biggest, biggest thing. When we go into our paid media partnerships, I'm sitting there at the table at the very beginning. Like my mind is already racing. How does this have legs? How can, you know, for your term, take it viral? Where, where's their storytelling, earned storytelling here. And if you're not at that table at the beginning of those conversations, you're, you're missing opportunity, you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's something that you would think 
that PR and comm should always have a seat at the table. I have always believed this because when things, when the larger marketing teams hand things off or their brand teams hand things off, you're like, wait, what? How, how am I going to maximize this? PR and comms need to always have a seat at that table from the get-go, from the initial kickoff all the way through execution, because there are moments um, that along the way that you can just keep on as things develop and as content develops with your partners, that you're constantly evolving. Well, I think here's the thing for me, Kimri, is like the story doesn't stop. Because the plan right. stopped. I mean, that's right. a that's a whole that's a whole other thing. And the funny thing is, Laura and I were in Vegas, baby, Vegas earlier <laughs> this week. It feels like feels like three weeks ago, but we were there earlier this week with Nick Drake, and he was saying, you know, we used to we used to work in this waterfall process, and he's right. like, the waterfall process right. is bullshit, and everything you just described, like in this simple, like we should have a seat at the table, and someone's handing something off. Like to me, that whole like organizational flow is why people are asking, well, is this one thing going to, is this thing going to go viral? Instead of saying, is this a story, right? Is this an investment in the brand, in my consumer and in what they care about me doing that is going to give us legs? Yeah. People are thinking about the headline from the beginning and the best work that we've done starts with the headline. Headline. And I think it starts all with the headline. And (laughs) yes, Uh, yes. And yes, I, yes. And I think what's interesting about that, right, is I think, it, and you were starting to, to just allude to it, is like the content or the filter or the narrative that you know is going to sell in PR and to amplify that brand story isn't necessarily what a creative director is looking for, isn't necessarily what a media planner is looking for. So how, how do you deal with that <laughs> tension? The only way we're gonna we're going to make it and keep and literally keep evolving is to keep learning and keep testing and trying always, obviously it goes back to having a PR comms person at the table from the kickoff. But, um, you know, we're going to try, you know, we're going to test and learn lots of things. Um, I think that we have, I think everyone in this PR industry, we have that permission as long it goes back, as long as we're giving the, the facts, the correct information to the media, how we get it out there. The world is our oyster. And what are some things that you go, like ways you go about actually testing and learning from a, from right. a PR comm standpoint? I think you really have to do it on, on, I don't want to say like smaller announcements. You know, you can't start testing and learning <laughs> yeah. when you've invested, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars or media and in a campaign and talent and paid media. Now that's not the time to be testing something. But I think when when companies and brands have a service or a product, you know, they're constantly putting things out, right? I mean, I work in the I guess the fashion lifestyle space and we're all we're always releasing something, you know, every month or every couple of months. Try it on, you know, a, a new product that maybe you're not it doesn't have a campaign around it, but it's a it's a next generation or an evolution. I think when you think about it from like a work product, it's like you only see the giant campaign work and if it's really kick ass and like yeah. you've got all this amazing coverage and you've done some really interesting things from a PR and comm standpoint. That usually starts because you did it. You started doing components and you laid the groundwork. And I don't think we think that way enough out loud. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's and you also it's a little bit of trusting your gut like, hey, you know, this this has legs. I know this has legs. I you know, I preach this all the time. I have friends that mock me when I say this. And it's such a simple statement. Know your media and know their audience, right? Yeah. And if you know your the media, you know your media and your audience and you trust your gut you know, that's where you go out and test and learn. Be like, that's where you should have that confidence. Have you seen data, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of the marketing decisions or sort of media planning and buying decisions um, these days have a higher dependency, obviously, on data-driven mm-hmm. insights. Are you seeing that impact PR and comms? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you still feel, or is it still something that really relies on how well you know the industry and that gut factor you were just talking about? I look at, well, depending on what, if, if it's a law, a campaign launch, a product launch, et cetera, but really looking at the media, their reach, I look at all the media, their analytics, and then I look through past um, and say, oh, I know this media outlet drives a lot of traffic and sales, you know? So I'm really, from a strategic point, that's how I kind of pick um, pick the media to go out to when we like launch. Um, it's, but again, there's a lot of gray area still left to, to kind of uncover. How does the role of influence impact that list and who you, you go to pitch, right? Can you talk about that tension that exists within influence and and what that looks like when you're having to consider established media brand to sort of Individual. Scaled individual. Yes. Influencer is part of my strategy for any of a launch of a campaign, a product, anything. That is right there. We build that out. You know, it used to be all about that top influencer, you know, the 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 man repeller, you know. Um, we love to talk about the man repeller. But and those and those types of digital influencers. But what I've been really fascinated by and have really stuck into is looking at the micro influencers. I mean, it's, it's just been eye opening of what um, the power of a micro influencer and obviously, you know, their rates are lower, but there, it's so interesting to watch how their engagement is high. And if you're, if you're a brand or a company that, you know, may not have big budgets, this, this is, this is something you need to have into your launch strategy. So you've really gone, I'm going to call it DTI, direct <laughs> to influencer. Yes. So the, the press world are, is changing. Because, yes, it is, it's all changed. You know, there's no rules. Like, we're getting to use different, you know, and there's a lot more paid pieces to getting this earned media. They're such an important part. We do not do a launch without an influencer component to it. So what skill set does a modern day PR comms person need to have to be effective? Be aware, be, be out there in the world, living and listening and, and experiencing. Well, we have to let you get back to your vacation. But first, but first we're going to do our game. Kill okay. by DIY. Kimry, what in the world would you kill? What would you buy? And what would you do yourself? Okay, you know what I'm going to kill is the traditional press release. I'm yeah, so okay. sorry. I, yeah, that that was a given. What am I going to buy? Oh, I might want to buy away. Um, but what would I do myself? You know, I'm going to go back to, I want to figure out, I'm going to 
figure out video, visual, audio pitches, short, sweet, you know, where you can engage. That's what I'm going to figure out. I've got to find some partners to do that. Well, Kimri, if people want to get in touch with you to talk about that 15 second elevator video pitch, how do they get in touch with you? They should get me at Kaza Kim, K-A-Z-Z-A-K-I-M, at Kaza Kim. On all social. Kimry, enjoy your trip in California. Thank you so much for calling in. This was a lot of fun. Thank you to Kimry Blackwelder for joining us, calling in on her vacation. The only thing we were missing from this episode were spicy margaritas. Um, So big thanks to Kimry. Thank you to friends and family at Panoply, our producer Dana, Matt Turk, Andy Bowers. We'll be back in two weeks. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.